The pace of innovation continues to accelerate, thanks in no small part to the growing sophistication of rare disease patients and their families. In Next, Imagining the Future of Rare Disease, Global Genes takes a wide view of the rare disease landscape to look at how technology is transforming our ability to understand, diagnose, treat, and deliver care to patients. But if we're to fully realize the potential before us today, we'll need to be innovative about the way we approach business, finance, organizational development, delivery, regulation, and access. To download a free copy of the report next, Imagining the Future of Rare Disease, go to globalgenes.org. I'm Daniel Levine, and this is Rarecast. Shane Burkaw and Hannah Alward, known to YouTube viewers as Squirmy and Grubs, often find people have trouble comprehending their relationship. Burkaw, who is disabled as a result of spinal muscular atrophy, weighs just 65 pounds and has limited physical abilities. As the title of his latest book explains, Strangers Assume My Girlfriend is My Nurse. We spoke to Burkaw and Elward about their relationship their encounters with others, and their efforts to shatter misconceptions about the ability of disabled people to have a love life. Shane and Hannah, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. We're going to talk about spinal muscular atrophy, your relationship, and, and your encounters with others who sometimes seem to have a hard time grasping your relationship. Let's start with spinal muscular atrophy, though, for listeners not familiar with it. What is it, and how does it progress? Yeah, so spinal muscular atrophy is a neuromuscular disease. I was born with it. Um, and basically, there are several different types that have different levels of severity. I have type 2. Um, so I was never able to walk or crawl. I got my first wheelchair when I was about two and a half years old. Um, and basically, as I get older, my muscles get weaker. Um, so I need help with things like uh, moving items onto my lap, uh, eating, um, getting dressed. All the activities of daily living are things that I need help with for the most part. Um, so that is my disease in a nutshell. <laughs> and I know we've had the approval of Spinraza. Have you had any benefit from the drug, and has it changed your long-term prognosis at all? Yeah, so I've been on Spinraza for how long? Is that? Two years. About two years now, wow. Um, and I have seen some improvements in my strength. Um, the biggest thing for me that Spinraza does is it is stopping the progression that I mentioned of that muscle weakness. So if I didn't have the drug, I would be much weaker than I am today uh, due to that progression. 
Um, Hannah, what are some like things that we've noticed about? Yeah, we've noticed that Shane has better jaw muscles, so he can talk for longer. Yeah, he can chew like harder foods, different foods. Which is my favorite part of that. Yeah, that's your main yeah thing you love most. Your neck is stronger in the car. Yeah, and the, it's I mean the actual procedure itself is a bit complicated and a bit scary, at least for me. Um, I receive it in my neck. Uh, an injection. An injection, yeah, yeah. Uh, cervical puncture um, every four months. And I'll have to be on that for the rest of my life. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the oral option that I know um, Genentech is working on. Um, if there was a pill that I could take and get the same or better uh, results, that would be really awesome for me. <laughs> Although I guess the good news is you don't have to chew beer. Yeah, that's absolutely true. <laughs> so, Shane, uh, many listeners may know the two of you as Squirmy and Grubs on, on YouTube, but for people who haven't seen you on YouTube, can you describe yourself physically? How big are you? What are you able to do? And what are you not able to do? Yeah, yeah. So I'm about nine feet tall. <laughs> no, that's a joke. Um, I'm very small, uh, so I kind of compare my body size to, like, what would you say? Twelve-year-old? Twelve-year-old. Maybe. I have a small body, but then my head is a normal adult male size, um, and kind of even on the larger it's end. It's very yeah. large adult <laughs> size. And I did that, I mean, I acknowledge this in my writing and uh, everything that I do that I, it looks a little weird, you know, having a giant head and a small body. Um, but that's the way it is, and I like it because I have lots of room for my brain, which is making Hannah roll her eyes. But, uh, yeah, it's how I look. And um, I don't have a lot of movement in my legs or my arms, so my range of motion is very limited. Um, I can use my laptop and my cell phone. And I do pretty much all of my work right from there. So that's convenient. Um, but otherwise, I need... And you can food yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I look like. <laughs> well, Hannah, how did the two of you come to meet? Yeah, so I saw a documentary that one of my favorite actors made about Shane. I saw it like four years ago. I don't know when, what movie wow. made, like six years ago? Yeah. I think it was old by then. But I saw it, and that linked to his blog that he was writing at the time that was really popular. So I read some of his blog and thought that we had a lot in common, we would get along well, and I emailed I him. Handsome. That you were handsome. Was hilarious. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I emailed him to introduce myself which is a really weird thing to do. It was past midnight. I was studying for finals. I like to say I was delusional, but I did email him, and he emailed back with his phone number, and then we, like, FaceTimed the next day and got along amazingly. Yeah, we were amazed by how quickly we felt, like, a very strong connection. Yeah. Our personalities are, like, made for each other. Yeah. Um, I knew it. I was right. You were right. Yeah, you perceived it. Uh, so same sense of humor. And same interests, many of the same interests, and uh, yeah, it was love at first uh, FaceTime. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, Hannah, what attracted you to Shane? 
definitely his sense of humor in the video that I saw. He was really funny. I was laughing the entire time. And then when I went to his writing, it was, I mean, he's an incredible writer. So that sort of attracted me to him. And the things he was writing about were things that I cared about. And I, like, he had just come back from a trip to Savannah and was writing about how much he missed it and everything he saw there. And I loved Savannah and had been on a trip there a couple of months earlier. So it was just a couple of things I saw, and I thought that we would get along really well. Plus, he was very handsome. <laughs> I hate her you say that. <laughs> and Shane, you, you've dated other women. What attracted you to Hannah? Oh, man. Uh, her eyes. Her nose. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> sing the song. I've been reading it now. And she'll listen to music. Um, no, yeah, I, because all I had was that email that she sent me. Um, but she had a way of phrasing things, which I can't describe, but it told me so much about her in a very short space. I could tell just by the way she wrote her email that she was sarcastic and intelligent and funny. Um, and it, 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 she felt like someone that I would get along well with. And, you know, when I, when I sent her my phone number, I never imagined that yeah. we would end up engaged. Yeah. You know, like, like never in a million years. I thought we would exchange, like, one email, and, and I would have been happy. And we were living... A thousand miles apart at the time. Yeah. Um, so, like, in no world did I really think this was something. And then we began to chat mm-hmm. and FaceTime, and I was like, wow. Uh-oh. Like, we really get along. And she made me, <clears throat> she made me think and laugh, and uh, she's obviously beautiful. Um, so that helped as well. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's the, the whole package. Well, this is a, a relationship that took some effort. As you mentioned, you were about a thousand miles apart. How did your two families react as you grew serious about each other? Um, when I first told my parents about Shane, I think they were most concerned that I had met someone online, like they had never met this man in person. So when I told them that I was FaceTiming with a man from Pennsylvania that I had never met, you know, in real life, they were... A, a bit disturbed, um, but they FaceTimed with him pretty early, like one or two weeks after we first yeah. met, um, so, and they really liked him right away, so they had no problems, really, and they knew that we got along well. They knew that, you know, I could yeah. make the decisions for myself, so they yeah. weren't, like, worried or anything. And uh, Hannah's family is very open-minded. Um, I think that I never felt like my disability was something that they even really thought about. I mean, Hannah's mom today, and mom and dad, like, go out of their way to help in whatever way they can with anything that I need, um, physically speaking. Um, and, and right from the get-go, I could tell that, like, they weren't secretly nervous about the fact that Hannah was dating someone in a wheelchair. And I think that that is how it should be. Yeah. I don't think that people need to have that kind of hesitation, and sadly, sometimes they do. Um, so it was really refreshing for me to be accepted and welcome right from the beginning. Yeah. And my family loved Hannah right away. They were like, well, you should marry her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, Shane, you've written a number of books. Your latest is Strangers Assume My Girlfriend is My Nurse. I think the title speaks to the types of reactions the two of you get when you're out in public together. What are the things you hear from people when they, they see you? Yeah, it sounds so ridiculous, but it happens all the time. We'll go into a restaurant or a doctor's office or a stranger will come up to us at a park and say something like, oh, it's so nice that you're taking care of him, or, oh, you must be his mother. Like, what a wonderful son you have. Um, what else have we got? I mean, we get sister, mom, yeah. nurse. And I think it all comes back to this uh, horrible uh, stigma that exists in our society around disability that people with disabilities can't be in relationships. Um, and they see us and they they never would assume that we were a couple. Uh, they automatically think it's something else. Hannah, at the same time, I know on your YouTube channel, you've talked about the way guys might hit on you in front of Shane or a waitress might ignore him and ask you what he wants or whether he can have something that he asked for. What types of things have you encountered and how do you handle them? Yeah, we tend to handle those situations with humor because it's it's kind of hard to handle it any other way. So we laugh about it. But that kind of stuff happens all the time. A couple of weeks ago, Shane and I were in a restaurant and I went to the bathroom and the when the waitress came to the table, I wasn't there, but Shane was and Shane asked for the check and she said okay and, and left. And then when I came back from the bathroom, she came back to the table and asked me or told me that Shane had asked for the check, is that okay? Like asking my permission to bring the check, Shane obviously isn't capable of doing that. And, I mean, that happens all the time, and it is kind of hard to deal with because you feel a little bad, like yelling at the person. Yeah, you're embarrassed in the moment. and So, yeah, we, we laugh about it later. Um, but you sure it's not just his way of sticking you, you with mentioned. the check? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of that you pay for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um one time we were in a beer distributor. I often talk about my love for beer online. Um, but we were ordering, and the guy kept asking Hannah questions about, like, what kind of beer and how do you want it, cans and bottles. Every time, because Hannah doesn't drink beer, every question she would turn to me, and I would answer the man, just the way I'm talking to you now. Um, and so we did that. He rung us up. And then he says to Hannah, would he like a lollipop? <laughs> yeah. You know, like I'm a five-year-old yeah. that just ordered beer for myself. Um, so it's things like that that really remind us that society kind of still has a flawed understanding of disability. So let me ask you an aside, because I, I, I have seen your fondness for beer. Uh, at all of 65 pounds and with the inability <laughs> to use the bathroom yourself, what are the effects of beer? How, how much can you actually consume, and, and how problematic does it become? <laughs> People are always uh, surprised by the amount of beer I can drink without becoming intoxicated. Um, I think... I mean, I've been told by doctors 
that I have a very high metabolism. Um, so I think my body, like, processes the beer in the same way that a, a larger adult would. Um, so I, I mean, I can have a few beers and not feel like I'm drunk. Um, obviously I try not to do that often. Um, but yeah, and the bathroom, man, uh, that was just something that we planned for. Um, but yeah. So the, the, this is a good transition, I guess. The issues of intimacy and vulnerability exist in, in any romantic relationship. In, in your case, it, mm-hmm. it seems to have been dealt with at a very accelerated pace. Uh, that's because your physical limitations require help in doing something as simple as using a bathroom. How, how do you handle that? Mm-hmm. Early on in the relationship, was that something that had to be gotten over or confronted? Yeah, I mean, I I, I knew that having Hannah be able to help me with those things in a comfortable way for her, uh, well, for both of us, but I was more worried about her comfort. Um, I knew that that was important. And so um, from the very beginning, I talked openly with her about you know, these are the things I need help with. How would you feel about helping me with them? And she was, you know, very open to it. She um, expressed no concern or hesitance. She was like, yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's easy enough, and if other people can do it, I can do it. Um, and, you know, the first few, like, moments, like the first time she lifted me or the first time she helped me use the bathroom, um, they had their, their embarrassing, like, feeling, but, like, we laughed about it, and we made it fun, and, uh, I made fun of her the whole time, <laughs> so that she was laughing, um, I mean, maybe you remember. Yeah, I just remember you making me laugh the whole time, because I know the first time I lifted you, I was so afraid of hurting you, <laughs> but, and I, I had been thinking about that for, like, the days leading up to the visit, yeah. you know? Um, but you made me laugh the whole time, and it wasn't scary at all. And I felt that, I mean, you mentioned intimacy. Uh, it did kind of accelerate our ability to be intimate. Um, you know, teaching Hannah uh, how to lift me, how to get me in bed, um, and how to do all that stuff. Um, but we feel like it was a positive thing yeah. for our relationship. How did that help our did that cause you to be, you know, put your guard down more than you might otherwise in a relationship? Were you quicker to be more open with, with Shane as a result? Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know. What, like, yeah, it's tough to compare. Yeah, not, I mean, not that I, I don't think so. I mean, maybe. It definitely made us more comfortable with each other, like, physically quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, but... That that isn't like a huge theme in our relationship. I don't think so. Does the physical vulnerability translate into taking down walls on emotional vulnerability? I think Hannah and I developed our emotional uh, connection or vulnerability because we were long distance for a while, um, and that made all of our interactions happened over FaceTime, 
and text messages, which meant we got really good at communicating. Um, and in order to make a long distance relationship really work, you have to um, have a level of communication that's strong. Um, so we kind of like learned how to be emotionally vulnerable over the phone. And then that, that almost translated into physical vulnerability yeah. because by the time she visited, uh, how long was it? Three months it after. Three months, yeah. We already felt like we were in love. We felt like we could tell each other anything. Um, so from there, it wasn't hard at all to be like, well, let's be physical. Yeah. On your YouTube videos, there's a, a very sweet chemistry that's apparent. I don't think I've seen one where the two of you talk about how you handle disagreements or fights. How does Shane's dependence shape that? When we fight, we do have to... We never fight. We don't fight a lot, luckily. Um, That would be pretty difficult. But when we do, we just sort of have to, like, you know, put it aside. I mean, we're not, like, extra lovey-dovey with each other after. But we'll, you know, put on a straight face and, like, I'll help Shane with whatever he needs. Like, we just have to do that. And I think that that helps because otherwise I tend to prolong fights. Like, I'm not a huge apologizer. So uh, if if he didn't need me to, like, help him get into bed, I might not talk to him for, like, a few more hours. Uh, so it definitely, like, forces us to, like, get the fight over with. It's always something stupid. Um, and it, it does help us. Yeah, it's and been positive. It has yeah. been really positive. People yeah. think that, like, we often get comments that are like, wow, that must be so difficult, like, yeah. like having arguments, but then also relying on her. And You should try it sometimes. You it's should useful. try it with your partner. It's really good at, like, forcing you to address whatever you're arguing about yeah. and figure it out so mm-hmm. that you can, like, move on. Yeah. So we really don't spend much time at all, like, angry with each other. Yeah. Probably a good thing, considering we're getting married. I (laughs) I think the two of you have done a lot to demystify how someone with a disabling condition can have a romantic relationship. On your YouTube channel, you invite all kinds of questions from viewers and seem generally open to responding to them. What kinds of things are people most curious about, and what do you want them to know? Uh, Let me think here. Um... I think a really big topic that people ask me about is kind of like what am I contributing to the relationship? They have all these uh, misperceptions that the relationship is completely one-sided because of my disability. So they wonder, like, why on earth would Hannah want to date someone so helpless? And so... uh, unable to contribute to our life together. And that, I think, is what we're showing people the most with our videos, is that it's not that at all. I mean, I'm an equal member of our relationship. I help Hannah in a variety of ways. I contribute to our life together in a variety of ways. Um, And Hannah didn't, like, give up anything to be with me. She chose me because I was a valuable partner. Mm-hmm. You, you, I'm yeah. valuable. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, people also do ask a lot about, like, intimacy between us. And I think that's those questions we've kind of addressed in videos and in 
replying to comments. It should be because our, like, 10-year-old cousin yes. watches our channel. Our parents watch our the videos. Parents, we can't be, like, graphic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't so have we a do squirrely and grubs things. after midnight video? or uh... Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what we need. <laughs> Are there questions that have but, gone yeah, over the I, line? I, I mean, yeah, we get a lot to do. Oh, yeah, definitely. People demanding to know how we have sex and uh, things like that. But, like, you wouldn't ever ask that of another couple that didn't have yeah. disability as part of their situation. Yeah. Um, so we, I mean, we've discussed uh, what we're comfortable discussing, and when people ask them, you know, that over the line, we tend to ignore them. I should note, you are engaged, as you mentioned earlier. You're hoping to have children. Have you set a wedding date? We haven't yet. Have we've, we? been, we've been thinking about it. We haven't picked a venue yet, but we've been touring them. We're thinking next, like, fall. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, sometime yeah. fall. And then we're going to start pumping out the baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shane Burkhan, <laughs> Hannah Elward. You can find him on YouTube as Squirmy and Grubs. Shane's latest book is Strangers Assume My Girlfriend is My Nurse. Shane, Hannah, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. We hope you have a great day. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening. For more information about rare disease and to connect to the rare disease community, go to globalgenes.org. To keep up on the latest news and trends affecting the rare disease community, be sure to visit raredaily.org. You can subscribe to the Rarecast RSS feed through raredaily.org or through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast manager. The Rarecast is produced for Global Genes by the Levine Media Group. You can also find our podcast, The Bio Report, on these popular podcast sites. Our theme music is composed by Jonah Levine and performed by the Jonah Levine Collective. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us a note at danny at levinemediagroup.com.